Welcome back, everybody, to the Six Pennies podcast. We have a special edition. We are on site in the Pacific Northwest. It's actually in my bachelor party. It's more than six pennies this week. It's like 45 pennies. Too many pennies here. But uh, we do have Mock and Timmy. How are you guys doing? (laughs) Six pennies back. Today's episode is actually brought to you by our friends from Farmers Insurance and Derek Shaw. Guess what? Derek Shaw is in the room. Isn't that crazy? Don't be caught unprepared the next time there's a flood or a hurricane or if you're in a car accident. Get a home and life auto insurance quote today. Derek is eagerly awaiting your call for a free consultation. Yeah. Please check out his Facebook page. It's Derek Shaw Insurance. D-E-R-E-K Shaw Insurance. Um, Or just basically just call him. He has his phone on him right now, actually. 214-729-6462. We're taking live calls. Live calls. And if you mention six pennies, he'll give you an amazing discount. So let's get started. So last night, last night uh, here in Seattle, Timmy kind of went off regarding the Rockets, the NBA, basically just the Rockets and their top six players. Let's go ahead and dive into that. Mock, let's set it up. So the basic premise, we kind of jumped all over the place. Started with KD and how weak he is mentally and physically. Um, and then we jump from that to the back to the MVP conversation from last okay. year. How it seems like whenever Harden deserves the MVP, the rules change for him. So that's how we got. What, do you, what do you mean the rules change for him? Like any other year, Harden, like just looking at the stats, Harden would have won. But then they changed the premise changed last year with all with the triple doubles and yeah. the he emphasized. So you're saying Harden should have won the MVP last year, 2016, 2017, 2016, 2017, and 2014, 2015. And 2014, 15. So he's a two-time MVP, true MVP, according that's, to what, that's what did the year. You said no. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think he deserved it in 2014, 15. If, so that was the year you remember. This Curry's first, first year. Yeah, Curry's first year, the non-PMS year. It was really highly upward debate back then. Between the, the two, the players voted for Harden. Yeah, I know. Over Curry. Yeah, I know, but I mean, I, I don't think Harden deserved it more. Like, are, are we going with the so what? What's the criteria now? You're saying that this past year he didn't get it because they stopped caring about winning as much, and so what? I, I think it's always him? been best player, best team, the most valuable player on a team on a really that good is team. at least top three. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, so Curry won it in the year that they won 67 games, right? Yeah, best player on that. Not, team. He wasn't undeserving. I think Harden was just more deserving that year. Just, I, I don't see it. Like, what, what made him more deserving? Just a team makeup. Like, you remember that he did, he did everything. But he, but so you set the, the okay, president so that the criteria is best player, best team, and that not best team, but best like player on like the But if you have like a really, teams. really, really good team, and that was like by far the best team to win yeah. that year, then they like it makes sense that he should win the award that year. It's I not get like, it. I get it. Yeah. I'm not. Upset you want? I'm just saying. Compare the two resumes from that year. I, I just think Harden deserves it that year, and and the players agree too. And so then this past year, you think he deserved it over Westbrook? I agree with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. I mean, we talked about this. It's just winning. Like we can't even say that the OKC Thunder were a top ten team in the league, which is a third of the league. Um, I think they were top ten. Maybe right there, right? nine or ten. Yeah, that's just fine. Yeah, I yeah. agree. So, I mean, yeah. It was, it was this? it was tough because yes, Harden in any oh. other year, any in any other year outside of 
this year with Russell Westbrook just going on his historic run, he would have won MVP. Um, as crazy as the last time someone averaged a triple-double, Oscar Robertson, he didn't win the MVP. Yeah. So why did the criteria change there? Of, uh, I mean, probably because it's been 50 years, 55 years or something. That, I mean, Bill Russell won MVP that year. Will Chamberlain scored 50 points a game. He didn't. So it's, it's the hype of today's day and age of the NBA, man. Like, everything's instant. Everything just, like, no one even watches SportsCenter anymore, but you can go straight to Twitter and see all the all the videos and all the highlights there. And How good are their players outside of James Harden compared to guys like uh, OKC Thunder or guys on the Warriors? Well, um, the, the argument being made last night was somebody saying that Westbrook deserved to win this, the MVP because, not just because of the triple doubles, but because his supporting cast was so much weaker. And I was just saying, like, I, I didn't see how it was that much weaker than the Rockets, thinking of, like, the top... I don't know, the top three or four guys on each team. So they went down the list of the Rockets yeah. versus the list of the um, the Thunder. So the Thunder, it's oh, it was Oladipo and, and Steven Adams would be the next two guys. Who are the next two for the Rockets? People were really low on both of those guys as well. Pretty surprising. I mean, well, I think a lot of that has to do with Westbrook, right? Like, I, I'm fully on Westbrook's side now, but... At the same time, there's you can't deny that a lot of the players that come to the Thunder, they flourish other places, but they do a lot worse at the Thunder, whether it's a fit issue or, you know, you look at a guy like Oladipo, before he got there, he was, what, like 19 points a game, maybe? Like yeah. right there on the 20s. Um, look at a guy like Arian Ilisova, who got cut from the team and then he flourishes somewhere else off the bench, 15 points a game. I D- mean, it, Dion Waiters. Yeah. I mean, there's a, the list kind of goes on and on. I mean, if, if you're talking about Arsan Elisova and Dion Waiters, like, that's, that's pretty hit or miss whatever they did. Yeah. It's not just like that. Okay, but let's just go with I Oladipo. I can see Oladipo, for Oladipo sure. talent-wise, yeah, I'd yeah. say if we're going the top six argument between the two teams, yeah, it's you know, Harden-Westbrook, and then Oladipo has to be three. Yeah. So do you, you think know? going into this year, Paul George is going to have a huge regression because he has to play against with Russell? It's going to be a tougher transition than CP3 has on the Rockets. It just harder. I mean, Westbrook really? is an amazing talent. Yeah, I think it's gonna be just fine with Paul George. Yeah, Paul George is really good at being like he doesn't need the ball all the time. He doesn't need to like get a ton of shots off. He's just like really good at doing a lot of other things. What's a bit better tandem, Russell Westbrook, Paul George, or James Harden, Chris Paul? Are you asking the Rockets fans? I love Paul George, and I don't know. It's I, I think it's Westbrook and Paul George. You do? Yeah. Every time best, better tandem. Yeah, you still hate CP3. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not all the way over on CP3. <laughs> I tolerate yet. him. It's rocking that. I'm, man. Star, I'm yeah. starting to tolerate him a little more. More than you do Melo. Then uh, who, Mello is, who would be the better trio? Westbrook, George, Adams, or CP3, Harden, Melo? Gotta be the second one. Just Melo, star power. Okay, I mean, it depends what... Good answer. Good. also depends what you're looking for. Just like a three, three on three match or something, then maybe it'd be the other one. I think the bigger question was, um, I mean, that argument between those two teams is just about MVP from last year. What about uh, uh, the Rockets versus the Warriors? And I want to hear this from like a Dallas perspective. Like, if we played this past year in the playoffs, what do you think in a seven game series? What would it be? Dallas maybe would have won one game. Oh, no, 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 Rockets Warriors. Rockets Warriors. If they had uh, matched up this past year. 
where the Warriors, Warriors swept everything. Warriors, Warriors still would have won. Like, very likely they would have won, but the, the Rockets were the one team to maybe push them. How many games? I mean, they could push them to seven. Seven this past year? Yeah. So what about way, the current makeup right now of the Rockets? You know, adding CP3, losing Beverly. If it's CP3 and Melo. No, 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 no Melo. Right, yeah. So just CP3. I think the floor is still Western Conference Finals. Six games. So it's the same or worse than last year? It's the floor. Last year's floor was lower. Last year's, floor last year's was ceiling four was, was the six or seven. Yeah. You really think they could have gone seven against the Warriors? The Warriors didn't lose a single game in the West. I mean, yeah, it's true. The Warriors were just... They were on fire. Kevin Durant they, they has got, such an easy... They, they would have well. beat, beat us in like five. They got lucky as well with the injuries in the Western Conference Finals to Kawhi. Yeah. 25 to a much lesser... So team. what do you think this year for CP? No, I'm not. I mean, I have, I have to believe every year. So there's, there's no point arguing. No, I'm just trying to see his perspective. Okay, yeah. and with Melo then? Like, what, what does Melo add? I think, I think it's the same floor. Same floor. Okay. But the ceiling would be the ship. But like the, what, what about probability-wise? Like how much, how much better of a chance do you have to win? Because uh, we know the ceiling and the floor is going to be pretty similar. In the yeah. Uh, with the addition of Melo, so that's under the premise that there's no Ryan Anderson. Yeah. Um, I'd give them a 40% chance. To beat the Warriors? To win the West. What about if there's no Melo? Answer that. 25. 25? Big I can see 25 going to maybe like 35. 40 is pretty high. <laughs> like 30, 33, you're like at 130. Because it's really, I mean, yes, the Spurs every year, right? Like we always expect them to, to falter, but they always somehow produce. But they're going to falter. I think this it's year time, it, might be, it might be, it might be, Marcus, it's not the same. Um, I'll take but, a side bet on that. But outside, outside of the Rockets and the Spurs, that's, that's really it. So at the very minimum, you're playing numbers as 33%, but the Warriors are favorites. So you give them 40%, and you split the other 60 among the rest. But I think the Rockets, 25. Oh, I, I'm talking about 20. just Rockets versus Warriors in a series. I'm not saying the total. Like if they so just they saw each other in the first round. Just and, yeah, the assumption crazy. of just them playing each other. You're you're saying it's still sixty forty, or is it even closer? With Melo, sixty forty, yeah. Because I think Melo wow. would Melo would get uh, some sixty seven right here, man. right there, two to one. Melo Melo would get some buckets on the Warriors. Sure, yeah. But we've already established Timmy hates Melo's buckets. I just don't value his buckets that much. Like that. He Why has he has been than... he has been working out like crazy. Look at the buckets, man. Working out like crazy, like playing pickup games, yeah. shooting the same. Like, way, no, so way won. more than before, and he's already lost like fifteen pounds. Ooh, motivated. He is motivated to stick it to. I still get it. Like, why does he need to Olympics. be that motivated? Why is he not motivated in the past? Like a lot of things changed for him personally, and so now his focus is more Ooh, towards basketball and personal aspects, yeah. intangibles. I just don't get like. Okay, the trade would be for Ryan Anderson and whatever else, right? But why would New York do that? No, they're not. That's why it hasn't happened. But I, I don't assuming, understand. Yeah. Assuming somehow we have to get rid of Ryan well, Anderson, we have to get Melo because that's the only way to make salaries kind of match. Well, I think we we don't have we have all the leverage. The we being the Rockets, 
Like the at some point, New York is going to want to get rid of Carmelo. Like they they they're saying everything they want to make it work. They want to be there part of their plans. But at some point in the season, they're going to be more willing to let go. Doesn't mean they're going to want Ryan Anderson to return. So I think the main hindrance right now is you can't find a third team to pick up Ryan Anderson yet. But this is based on the understanding that Melo is going to demand the trade from New York, right? Because that's the only way that this can go into motion. I don't know if anything else is going to change. He's already made it clear, like, the Rockets are the only team that he would give this trade clause for uh, to trade, be traded here after Kyrie, well, assuming Kyrie's not going to be in Cleveland anymore. So... I think it's just a matter of time. I think it'll be maybe right up on the trade deadline, maybe January, February. So, yeah, so my issue with, with getting Melo is just that I just don't see what he's going to bring that's that, that, that valuable for the Rockets. I think we talked about this before. Like, what, what is he really good at? If you get Melo, you should want to get him for a trading camp for the offseason. Hmm. It's just like he's really good at, at isolating and making shots, which is very valuable in the NBA. Very, very valuable in the playoffs. Right, and we have James Harden and Chris Paul. Like they can both do that. But then you don't have someone that makes KD play defense or Draymond play defense. It's it's much different having. I get your point that Ryan Anderson is probably a much better spot up shooter, especially from like you said, twenty eight feet away. Twenty eight feet. It he really spreads the court. But at the same time, it's a lot different having a guy who can only do that and a guy who can do that maybe to a little lesser extent. And do everything else on offense. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I just just yeah. making Draymond work like would be right. big. So what would, what would the matchups be? You, Draymond would guard him. Durant guarding Ariza. Durant guarding Harden. Play guards Harden, right? No, they're that's the thing. So they have to worry about guarding us now, and it's not so much. How are we going to guard them? They can't. They can't hide one of them. Yeah. What, what, what would we be doing? What's our, our, our five guarding them? Melo would be on Draymond. Okay, who's guarding KD? Ariza. Ariza. Okay. And then Clay. Probably have... Uh, so Harden's got to guard Clay? Yeah. Or Harden's going to guard Steph? Okay. No, Harden is not going to guard Clay? Steph. Yeah. Running through screens? He's going to have to. Is that what he did this year? Exactly. Oh. The thing about Clay, I mean, he's a good shooter, but he can't hit shots against the Rockets. Like, he, Why not? His percentages are really bad against this. He also had a really bad playoff postseason run last year, so you kind of maybe love averages, expect a better season. He's got his, he got his, his good China offseason, so So as a Rockets fan, do you guys even want Melo? I do. Most people do. Timmy doesn't. Well, you want Melo? Yeah. Yeah, I want Melo. I, I just think it's hard to argue. I, I get your point, Timmy, but I think it's hard to argue when consider that it's just Melo versus Ryan Anderson. Like, not you, taking away anyone else from the roster or from the immediate lineup. Yeah, I mean, that, I think that's just your assumption that that, that would be great, but I, that's not all it can be. It's got to be something else. Like a first round there? It's got to be futures. Oh, yeah. I, I don't consider that part of the lineup. What I mean, like, the current roster right now, like the future first. Well, future because Mock is in win now mode, he doesn't really really care about twenty nineteen. the process, man. But the process that that <laughs> assumes higher picks. Our process, those those, those picks are going to be like twenty fifth. I just don't think getting the extra five percent chance by having Melo, like we just went up from. I don't know, you 
15. Yeah, 15%. I only, I only went up 7%. <laughs> Even if it was just 5%, you'd do That's it. That's worth right? it? Going Why would 20, you not do it? Going from 25 to 30? Yes. It depends what the percentages are, right? Like, you're going from 40, like, 50 up to 55, maybe you do it. But. I say if you always had the opportunity to improve your team, you do it. That, that can't be true. Me and Albert are just a little bit. For this year, you wouldn't, you wouldn't think, make trades on the Mavericks just to improve the team this year, right? Why not? Like, what are they going to do? Like, trade, trades that give up for the future is what we're saying. I mean, it's a different, yeah, I mean, that's a different argument. Oh, okay, so you're saying for, like, a really good team value. Yeah. Definitely when the window's open, yeah. I mean, between the three of us, I think you, to me, value future picks the most. The process. I, I, like maybe, I think it's just, I'm not like Danny. <laughs> I just don't think, like, it's, it's necessary to give up. That, that you much. Just hey, no, it's okay. Yeah, I just hey, no, it was somebody else. So it was someone else, another top <laughs> 20 player. Thanks for joining Six Planes Podcast. Give us a like on Facebook and a review on iTunes. Go hiking.